it took me a while before I actually started making money, something like 18 or 19 months, purely off the strength of uh, not wanting to be a quitter. Fortunately, that very last lead turned to 55 grand. That changed me quite a bit uh, when I saw that just from that, from that perseverance. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of thousands a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. And today I have a special treat for you guys. This is a marketing podcast that we have injected after the uh, money raising podcast. So we did four money raising podcasts uh, where we talked to some of our other members. We talked to Susan Laster Lyons, the author of Getting the Money. We, we really dug into raising money. And we had just finished up this marketing podcast series where we did Facebook marketing, we did probates, we did direct mail, and then we also did uh, Jesse talking about his networking and how he gets deals without spending any money. Well, we had a lot of people reach out and say, well, what about the other channels? We, we do a lot of that, but we want to know what's going on with cold calling, with texting, with ringless voicemail, with all these other channels. And so we reached out to one of our top producing uh, seven-figure members in these channels, and we, we just got off the cruise and I was asking all the members, who's, who's really good at this? Who's really good at this? Who's really good at this? And this guy's hand just stayed up the whole time. And we did a marketing panel with four different people. And some of the ones for, that you guys heard on the podcast. And, and this guy was on the marketing panel with us on the cruise. So, reached out to him and he was gracious enough to come on the podcast and say, yes, I'll share all my tips, secrets, and tricks to everybody that's listening and tell them exactly what, what I'm doing to drive leads. So, I'm, I'm excited because these are channels that we're starting to go into. Cold calling is one that we've seen some success in recently in-house. And then texting is, is an area where we're working on right now too in my business. So I'll be taking notes with you guys. And I'm really excited to welcome to the podcast, Philip Blake Porter. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Bill? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm excited about this. This is going to be incredible. I, the, the outpouring of we want more marketing, we really know that the, like the leads right now are the, they're the things, right? That's, that's the lifeblood of your business is these leads. So really making sure that we can, you know, speak to the podcast, the people who listen to the podcast and make sure that we're uh, get like covering a lot of the different channels that are working today. And this cost per um, cost per lead is really down in some of these other channels outside of the direct mail and some of the other stuff that we've been doing. For sure, man. And it's interesting because the, the number one question I talked to a lot of, I don't know if they're all newbie, uh, investors, but I uh, talk to a lot of different investors. And that literally is the number one question I get. Oh, man. Or that's the number one issue that they that they say that they have. Um, I, I, I could just get more leads or I don't have the money to get more leads. And, uh, and I, I know from, you know, looking back that it's, it's more than that. But uh, for sure, this is a very important part of it. So yeah, it um, starts here, right? I mean, if, yeah. if you got a, you can't have a closing problem without having leads. So, uh, you know, all this stuff that's happening, closing problem, I can't sell the contract. Uh, my team isn't, isn't doing the things like it really all starts with, with driving traffic and leads in the beginning, like top of the funnel type stuff. So before we get too deep into that, which we'll cover a lot of those, th those things, but um, we've been having our seven figure flipping members. So our seven figure altitude and runway members come on and kind of tell their what I've been calling the seven, their seven-figure flipping story with their kind of backstory, how they got into real estate, how they found the mastermind group and what their business looks like now. So if you want to just take a couple minutes and just let everybody know who you are and kind of tell your story, that'd be awesome. 
Sure thing, man. Again, like you said, my name is Philip Blake. Uh, that is my first name, by the way. Um, so coming out of college, it's, it's actually a pretty interesting story. The way that I started was uh, actually a buddy of mine. He's actually, we were actually doing commercial deals together now, but he, he, he came to me and said, hey, I'm reading this book and uh, I think you should check it out. And it just clicked. Uh, it was a combination of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it was uh, another one about doing 1031 exchanges, some other things. And it was just, it just made so much sense. Like, man, you know, why is it everyone doing this? And I really, really, I really took that to, uh, took that to heart. Um, not to go into all the details, but uh, essentially what I did, it, you know, went to YouTube University, I right? just started looking up different things, found some people that, uh, or, or a mentor that, uh, you know, that resonated with me and uh, really just started to learn. I actually uh, invested the most that I had ever done at that time, which was a whopping $3,000 just for the mentorship. And that was a big deal for me. It was such a big deal. Like that, at that time, I had a credit card. The limit was 1500 bucks. So I had to actually max the card out twice, pay it off, and just to, <laughs> I don't know. But um, anyway, so, but that's where I actually learned investing. So not just wholesaling, but uh, how to evaluate flips, um, doing creative deals, subject twos. I really learned how to flip from that mentor, and uh, but he did not teach me how to run a business. Uh, excellent, uh, excellent mentor. I still talk to him to this day, and, but I literally could not see the light at the end of the tunnel because I'm like, man, I can make all this money, but to me, I, uh, it just didn't make sense. It was like, man, okay, I make a lot of money, but it's a, if it was a hustle. And I honestly just didn't know that people were treating this like a, a real business, right? I just thought, Hey, you invest in real estate, you make a bunch of money and that's just how it goes. Um, one point that I actually don't share very often, but I will share here on, on your podcast. I really don't like to talk about it, but um, uh, it took me a while before I actually started making money in real estate. Like, as I said, I invested $3,000. That was like a lot of money to me at the time. And I'm doing all this learning. I'm going to school for a time, I'm working full time. I'm doing all these different things just to, okay, because I, I can see, you know, I, I know where this can go. And um, I'm trying to remember, it's like something like 18 or 19 months. And we, I had locked up some contracts, they fell through or whatnot, but man, I, I literally, a year and a half, it might actually been more than that, where I didn't make any money, I was just, just purely off the strength of uh, not wanting to be a quitter. Perseverance is a very big thing for me. Um, just off the strength of that alone, uh, I was able to, uh, I guess, maintain. Uh, I was actually telling another seven-figure member of this in the group, uh, they were going through some things. I literally got down to, I want to say the very last lead, it was, it was a, like a pay-per-click type of lead. And I had some, some funds in there from before. I got down to, I don't know, maybe 250 bucks. The leads were like 125 bucks a piece or something. And it was like, I really didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> I was like, man, I actually, to be honest, I actually thought that I had nothing else to do because I, I had forgotten that I even had the money in there. Right now, I'm not a quitter. So I, in my mindset, I wasn't saying I was, was going to quit, but I was starting to transition to other things to apply my time there. And literally, it got to the point where I like was basically down and out, man. I had no money, didn't couldn't market, doing everything myself. I put all this time in for the past couple of years and was like, damn, man, you know, what am I doing? And um, fortunately, that very last lead turned to it, it was actually it was a paradigm for me. It got to a point where I was so used to failing. When I saw this last deal that ended up netting me like 55 grand, when I saw that last, when that deal came in, I was like, okay, it looks like a deal, but I'm used to locking up some contracts. So, okay, that went right. Something else is going to go wrong. 
throughout the entire time of that deal, I was having to consciously like stop that because I was thinking to myself like, okay, what's going to go wrong next? The seller's going to sell somebody else. The deal's going to fall apart. It's not really a deal. Nobody's going to buy it. And uh, um, again, that 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 that's that's very uh, that that changed me quite a bit uh, when I saw that just from that from that perseverance. Um, uh, w- one part that I remember is uh, getting a bunch of uh, offers and we listed that property. And I mean, the phones were blowing up and that was a very good feeling that they're actually about to make some money right after almost two years of uh, having nothing to show for it. Anyway, so that was, uh, you know, a few years ago. Uh, again, I actually don't share that story uh, or that part of the story very, very often because, you know, that's, you know, you, you got doubt from my, my family was supportive, but man, you get, you just start self-doubting like, man, you've done all these different things. You're an idiot. What are you doing type of thing? And there's a lot of people that are in that place. They may quit uh, jobs or they may have no other prospects and, and things like that. Um, but uh, I was definitely there. So I do like to share that because it, it may be somebody out there that, that needs to hear that. Um, I mean, fast forward to today, uh, definitely in a much different place. Uh, I'm no longer doing everything myself. Uh, last year we did, uh, I don't think we did a hundred deals, but we got pretty close. Uh, we got much, uh, I'll call them better problems to deal with, um, as opposed to, you know, trying to close one deal, right? We're, we're looking at how to get margins up, uh, higher and, and, and things like that. We're expanding to different States. So I don't know. I don't know if that was three minutes, Bill, but, uh, hopefully I didn't go too long. Ah, I coached him in the beginning of, uh, give me like three <laughs> to five minutes. The, I, I think the biggest thing, like my takeaway from that was, no, wherever you are, like the, that mentorship concept, like it, whatever step you're taking, it could be, I remember like for me, like buying books and uh, even thinking about going to an event and not having it be free was huge for me. It was such a struggle for me to change my mindset around that. So like $3,000, if you my first purchase was $25,000, you know, I went from library card to I'm going all in. <laughs> and some people take that step of just an event, right? I'm going to go attend an event. And that might be a couple thousand dollars for the airplane uh, fare and, and hotel rooms and the ticket price and things. Or some people might get that mentor for a couple thousand dollars. And that's a big deal, right? And then now we start looking at like, how did your mindset change after kind of that investment? And then obviously you've paid a lot more money to come into our mastermind group um, about how you like s- spend that money. Like, what is that like? I mean, that's, that's actually a good question. Actually, a buddy of uh, mine, we were, we were talking about this. Looking back on my life, and I just, this is just recently, maybe a couple of weeks ago, every time we had, I had a major, a major pivot to the point where it was like, you're here, boom, now you're here, boom, now you're here, had these major changes. It was due to uh, a relationship and specifically uh, a mentorship, you know, or, or having, a, having, a, having a mentor, right? So like I said, I spent the 3000 which was a big deal to me at that point. That, that opened up the world. Right. And at, at that point, I thought I knew everything. Right. But I was doing everything myself, man. I had no time freedom. I had no money freedom. I was literally doing everything. And then uh, I actually come across this podcast. I got to a point where I was like, you know, I need to get around more like minded individuals. How can I best do that? Maybe I'll start listening to some podcasts. And I actually listened to this podcast. And it was so interesting because um what he was talking to me, he's like, man, you have to treat it like a business. You can't be like, he was talking about KPIs and marketing and having people that work for you and all these different things. And it was, that was what clicked for me. I was like, Oh, that's, that's what the key is. I'm not treating it like a business. I'm just out here hustling, doing deals to make money. And that's why I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
you know, but once I realized that just having that thought process along, I was like, man, that's, that's where it's at. Right. Uh, a couple of months later, I did make the investment. Uh, and I'm trying to remember exactly the exact numbers, but we joined or I joined. See, I got problems saying we know, right. Cause it's not just me. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> but I joined, I want to say it was like April, uh, I think it was April, 2017. It was, it was April of that year in three months in just like from getting around the right people and, and learning and, and Bill, you may actually remember this cause I made that announcement. You put me on blast, but, um, uh, just from applying what people are teaching, being around these high-level people, we, we were averaging for the first three months 100 grand a month. Um, I think we had a couple, maybe a month that was like 98,000, but you know, who's splitting hairs. But uh, that was just from joining the group. That was like an immediate boom. We're, you know, we're crushing it. People are asking these questions. What are you doing? What are you, how's this? I'm like, I'm just doing what you guys are teaching me. I'm, you know, I'm actually listening and actually applying uh, what I hear or applying what I learned. And that's actually a, a point that whomever is listening to this, I really want you to take that home. You may be listening to this podcast. You may be uh, wherever you are at this point. Uh, application is it. It's not, you know, knowledge is not power, right? Knowledge is only potential power. Uh, you have to implement. If you're not implement, I mean, it's, it's almost like you're wasting your time. So, um yeah, I love that. I mean, you, 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 you're exactly right. I remember talking to you about that. I remember calling you out at that meeting because um, you're like the silent assassin. You like sit back, you're super quiet and you're absolutely destroying it. And especially on the cruise when I'm sitting there uh, saying, who's, who's mastered this, who's mastered this and your hand just stayed up and I, I could see it was uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable saying that hey, I'm doing a great job and really kind of patting yourself on the back. Like you're a super humble guy, which I think is very honorable. Uh, but you are absolutely, you're just doing some amazing things. And it's, it's a little bit under the radar inside of the, inside of the group until now, right? So now right, right. We've, I've officially put you on blast out to the, the entire podcast community for seven figure flipping. So uh, the other thing I heard was like, you were like three inches from gold there, right? Like that, that, um, that time you were right there and that time when we're about to quit and you just kind of persevered through it, which I think is incredible. And that self-sabotage, uh, that, that thing can kind of like sure. come up and haunt you where your confidence gets, gets beat up. I see salespeople do this all the time when they're in a rut and they're not getting contracts. A lot of times it's just their confidence. It's their, it's their body language and they walk into the property. They don't feel like they're, um, you know, doing all the things that they should be doing there. They know that they have the skills, but they're in this like rut. It's the same thing for athletes, you know, when they get into the, um, the slumps and things like that, you know? So I think, uh, you know, forcing yourself to change that perspective and really say like, I can do it, obviously netting you 55,000. I saw that comment in the Facebook group. So, um, I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people need to hear that. There's, it, it's very challenging. It's very competitive right now. There's lots of excuses that you could make, or you can turn it around and say, well, how can I be better? What else do I need to do? How should, you know, what does it look like? And, and jump all in. So I, there's one more quote that, that I pulled out as, and you said, I, you thought you knew everything. And in my mind, I remember like I was that way in lots of different times and phases of my life too. Um, I got a five-year-old son right now who thinks he knows everything. And, um, but you, you think you know everything until you realize that you don't. And the time that I realized that I don't know everything is when I walked into that room in Dana Point, California, like five years ago. And I thought I was I, I thought I was something in the real estate world and people were doing 10 times what I was doing. And I realized that I have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. And now that is, that knocked me down and I've tried to stay humble the, the, from then on. 
because I know that there's people out there doing a lot more than me that are a lot smarter than me. And that's what I love having this podcast and bringing guys like you on is now you're going to school me on texting, cold calling and ring us voicemail. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into that. So uh, where do you want to start? What is, people always ask me like, what's your, what's my best producing lead source? Like uh, maybe we can start there. Like what is the thing that you absolutely love to do and we can dive in there? Uh, I would so you said best, and I think that can be uh, you know it could depend, depend but uh, our, we're getting our cheapest deals from SMS for sure. Uh, cold call as of recently has been we're actually getting a lot more lead volume and a lot more qualified leads. One of the things we've been tracking lately is not just like contracts, like hey we did this marketing, just how many contracts we get. We're actually looking at this. We're doing this marketing. And we're actually giving a number rating to every lead that comes in. So one out of five is like, you don't even really want to sell. And a five out of five is you need, you, you're, you were pray, you're praying to God for us to call you type of thing. Right. And we're actually able to see more deeply, not just from contracts, but just to let layer deep, uh, layer deeper. Uh, okay. Hey, um, this is, these are the, this is the marketing that is producing the most qualified leads. So I think that's, that's uh, kind of getting back to more so the list targeting, but the uh, SMS is, is, has been phenomenal for us. Um, cold call is, uh, man, it's been taken off the past, past what, maybe four or five weeks. So. And so that's, that's producing like more higher qualified leads. So what you're seeing is more vol more volume of leads, better leads coming from cold calling, but texting is giving you the lowest cost. Yeah. Cost per deal for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like qualifying all this, stuff, or I should say quantifying all this stuff is probably the most important thing, right? Because I could say that, yeah, we get, we get 80% of our deals in direct mail, but how much am I spending on that? And how much am I spending on the other things that we're doing? Or are we even focused on anything else? So really like, Comparing apples to apples is probably the most important thing. And sure. you have an internal system. And when you kick out your numbers and what you're producing, it might not equal what we're doing inside of my company. It just looks a little bit different. So let's talk about, then let's start with texting. So what are some kind of tips and tricks that you can give? When people hear texting, they say like, okay, I, like, what do I have to do? How do I do it? Like, what do, are some things that you're doing that, that could help those that are getting into this or already texting? Okay, great question. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna split this into two, right? Let's say we got the we'll call it the I don't have money method, and the, I do have a little money method. And in this particular case, text messaging is definitely worth spending, even if it's not your own money. Actually, I forgot to mention this before, but it was a point. I don't. I don't recall if it was 2016 or so, but uh, I was actually raising money, <laughs> uh, private money for for marketing. Right. I, I don't know if too many people do that, but uh, that's what I was doing. I didn't do it on a large scale. I think I raised like maybe four or five thousand dollars. And, you know, it cost me like a grand or something. Right. And uh, I'm going back to having the sales skill and persuasion. But uh, I was able to do that. I think it's that important uh, as far as if you're talking SMS or even cold calling, because that you have this exponential growth. Right. As opposed to doing everything yourself. That being said, you may not have that skill. That may not be something that you want to do. Uh, if you don't have money, you can do what I'm, I'm going to suggest here. It's just going to be a lot more tedious. So you either got time or you got money. In this case, if you don't have, if you don't have the money, you're going to be manually texting, right? You, I mean, I definitely would suggest having a software, but um, again, this is going to be a very manual process. It's just going to be how bad do you want it, right? Um, so that being said, what I'm going to apply for having money or having funds 
again, it's, it still applies, right? It still applies whether you do it yourself or have someone else do it. Uh, so number one, have a, a system that you use, right? There's a lot of different sources out there that will uh, automatically send a, a template text message to whomever you like, right? So there's services like Textedly, uh, Roar Genetics is another one. Uh, there, there's a ton of them out there, right? And, you know, some cost more, some cost less. But uh, essentially what it does is allows you, allows you to, to, to just blast out to these different people what uh, um, the message that you would like to portray. So usually at this point, people say, okay, well, what do I say? You know, what am I doing? Are you doing anything special, et cetera? Really not doing anything special. It's more so, it, it's a very general um, uh, message that we send. It's, it's more like, hey, Mr. Seller, you know, my name is such and such. I'm buying houses in this county or this area. Have you, have you thought about selling? It's more so not about being perfect. And we, we do A-B testing, and I'm not going to you know, take up all the time here to talk about I'll test this message versus the other. But uh, it's more so about just imperfect, um, what is it, imperfect implementation, right? Yeah. So just, just, just get started. So don't worry about, oh, man, I got to get the message perfectly right. Because people... We, I, we had a typo in one of our messages once. It was like all type of typo. It was as opposed to saying hello. It was like an R in there. And then it was like some stuff. And we got deals from it, right? We really got deals from it. And we're like, man, how do people even respond to this? So, uh, again, I'm very key on implementation. That is the key to success, if you ask me. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm getting a little bit off, off target here, but it's your speed, right? Success is your ability to, to learn and implement, right? The, the faster you can repeat that cycle, I learn, I implement, learn, and implement, you're, you're going to be successful, right? And I, I just think that's a, a universal law, actually. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, uh, you know, the implementation side. W one thing I do want to cover, we're going to talk about cold calling. We're going to talk about texting. We're going to talk about ringless voicemail. There's a lot of different laws out there in different states and uh, people that are cracking down on the stuff, the, you know, attorney generals in different states and things. So, uh, we're just going to give you, uh, Philip is not an attorney. He's not going to give you his feelings on it, um, but we're going to give you like what's working, what's not working. And then inside of our seven figure, we have a, a closed group. It's, it's a public group, but it's free called seven figure wholesaling and house flipping or seven figure house flipping and wholesaling. It's in Facebook. Join the group, drop your questions in there. There's people from each state that will answer them and tell you what they're doing and what's, what the compliance stuff is. But um, I want to make sure uh, everybody out there knows that there is some, there's some legal ramifications to doing some of these things, whether it's text blasting with one click or you have to individually click them all or the different services, all that stuff. I'm not going to go into the, um, the, political side of all that stuff right now, but we're just going to kind of cover some of the tips and tricks of how you're going to get deals. Okay. Um, so with that covered, let's, I'm going to, I want to go a little bit deeper on the texting. So you've got these different services and softwares that are sending it out. The other option, if you don't have money is more of, Hey, you've got to actually type it in, use your phone or a Google voice phone number or something, and just send an individual message, get your phone numbers. And even to take a step back, you're pulling a list. Like we talked about list pulling with Justin Silverio and I, and you're pulling a list of something. You have absentee-owned homes, owner-occupied homes, uh, distressed properties, whatever it is. You're pulling that list and you're skip tracing it to get phone numbers, right? Sure. And you're probably targeting cell phone numbers, I would think, um, or obviously with the text messaging side of things. And hopefully your service will like kind of um, filter out the home phones and work phones and landlines and stuff like that and just have cells. So now you're texting these phone numbers and what's it like? You're sending a message that says something like you said, like, hey, uh, you know, we have, is there a message that you like to send? Is there something that you would recommend they send? 
I would have to look it up, but I know like our general one works great. Hey, how you doing? You, it's not a good, hey, how you doing? You just want to be very direct, right? Because people are getting these messages and a lot of them are getting, uh, you know, many or multiple messages. So mm-hmm. just cutting to the chase. Hey, Mr. Hey, seller first name. Uh, my name is such and such. I'm buying houses in this area. Uh, you know, figured I'd touch base with you, uh, see if you're interested in selling. That I mean, that that works wonders for us. You can start doing different things where you intentionally do typos so they know it's a real person type of thing. There's things where you could do where you mention the address. You may not mention the address, but really, it's just a, it's a it's a numbers game. It's purely j- just volume. Uh, and again, so it's just it's just execution uh, at this point. Um, and then the text that, goes out, the text goes out and then there's some back and forth, right? Texting is not usually, um, so would you recommend like being on top of it right away? It can, you can take time and then who in your company, like, what does that process look like? You send out a message and then they say, uh, I don't know, they say like screw off typically, or yeah, I might yeah. be interested or who's this, something like that. How does the conversation typically go? Just walk us through like a typical conversation of a deal potentially. All right, so let's let's actually talk about process just just a bit, right? So the we're sending out these messages. I'll tell you right now, probably ninety five percent of them are either going to be a wrong number or somebody just telling you not so nice things, right? And you're just like, okay, you just deal with it and keep going. But uh, a large percentage of them, or or the the remaining percentage of them, will say, yeah, they'll just respond, yes, I'm interested in selling, or they'll ask you a question, and it's just engagement. So you ask the question, how key is it to respond quickly? Um, I, I think it's best to just respond as soon as you as soon as you get it in. Like a message comes in, somebody's responded, uh, responded to that message. The way we have it set up, we actually have virtual assistants that they they basically that's all they do is monitor. Anytime a message comes in, um, I'm gonna say 18, 16 hours out of the day, message comes in, we text them right back. And there is some thought to that, right? Because if you know someone texts us back at two in the morning, we're not gonna text them back two in the morning their time, right? Because we're real people, right? And we actually have uh, um, Uh, a list of template messages, right? So after you do this for a while, you get the same responses. You get the, hey, wrong number. So in our system, it's actually a button that it just blocks those people. Uh, We get people with, what company are you with? Why are you calling me? You get these repetitive questions. And what we've done is based on that data, we have established template messages to say, so our VAs are not going in, texting everyone to say, hey, uh, respond here, respond here. And they're thinking we have it process oriented to the point where it's like, Hey, click this button. Boom. Somebody ask you this, click this button. It's taken care of. So, uh, that's the way that system looks like. Once that we get somebody that is, Hey, I'm interested in selling. We try to dig just a layer, a layer deeper, uh, b- before we used to just send it to acquisitions to say, Hey man, deal with it. But we're getting a lot of unqualified leads. So we actually have the VAs taking it with the template messages, taking it a step deeper. So that may be, um, that, that may be, hey, how much are you looking to sell the property for? Do you got any idea what condition the property is in? When are you looking to sell it? To kind of gauge motivation. And then our VAs basically gauge that motivation. They push a button. This is a three out of five lead. Uh, we have definitions for one out of five, two out of five, three out of five, four out of five, and obviously five out of five, right? Five out of five being the most motivated. They, they click that, and then they just, uh, once they have that information, they send it over to acquisitions. Acquisitions gets that. We, we will be testing a live transfer. Uh, or like I would say, I guess you call it instant transfer as far as SMS. Uh, right now, it, it's pushed over acquisitions, and then as soon as they're available, they get on the call. They actually may continue the text conversation because these guys are salespeople. They actually know how to dig a little deeper, and they get on the phone with that, that seller. 
I think that's great. You've got this uh, VA that doesn't cost a lot of money up front, right? Just a, a lower paid hourly person, probably a couple bucks an hour. And yeah. they're trained to say in, in templates, you know, back and forth, back and forth until they got something. And they should be able to recognize whether it's a one, two, three, four or five in your system, right? And then exactly. it's, it's almost, I think of it almost like boiler room, right? Where it's like, oh, I got a hot one here and you get yell reco and like hold up the phone. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie, but that everybody tackles it, right? So, um, it's kind of a similar system for us is we have our kind of lead folks that are, you know, calling, texting, doing whatever they're doing. And then they've got one that needs to go to the salesperson that goes on to the salesperson. So, um, I, I think that's great. So that, that process is, and dialing, if it's just you, you know, it's easy when it's just, and I'm the owner and I know what I can offer. I can do the due diligence. I can do all that stuff. I think one of the, one of the key takeaways from that is to, if you can get back to them as quick as possible, that's the, that's like, you're having that conversation live, right? Because if that thing sits, imagine when you're texting, you know, I'm texting back and forth with you. I am engaged with you. And that's pretty much all I'm doing. I'm you, you, I cannot, um, I can't focus on a lot of other things when I'm texting. That's why we don't text message and drive all around town, right? So when that happens, um, you're engaged with them and you want to keep them engaged. You want to keep the conversation going. And that's why it's nice for a VA because these people are, you know, they can have an hour conversation with somebody via text and maybe a VA uh, at some point they they get to their capacity and don't know what to say. But my lead folks, they can talk to them for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And you're just going back and forth, back and forth until they have to pass it over. And typically our guys are setting up the appointment, a phone, phone conversation for them. And, and another uh, thing, another thing that actually works, uh, I guess a quick tip, not only the, the misspells, right? Cause you know, how you get the typos or the autocorrects. Those work well. We also use emojis from time to time. So that way uh, I don't actually, I have to prove this out. But I think it actually helps with our conversions, right? Once you send out so many of these, uh, especially with some of the new laws and things that are that are being passed, like uh, the you know Verizon or T-Mobile, uh, whomever, they actually may block it. So you send that message out, and the, the person just never gets it because either the health of your numbers aren't the health of the number that you're texting from is not high, or maybe you're just sending way too many messages per hour. So these are things that you definitely want to consider. I can go more deeper into that. Uh, if, if you like, as far as the, the quantity, but uh, that's definitely something to, to, to be careful of. So I think that's worth uh, a mention. What would you recommend on like send per hour five. per number? Per number. So if you have one phone number, uh, I would say five messages per hour. Now, obviously if you're doing this yourself. I don't think it, it matters because you're actually using your phone for other things perhaps, but uh, five messages per line per hour. Right. So you can imagine that uh, your database of phone numbers becomes very high once you, you know, you're, you're texting maybe 50,000 people or something like that, right? You have to, uh, uh, we actually use a formula where we say, okay, we got 50,000 people. We want to contact these people over the course of the next 30 days. How many messages do we need to send out each day to meet that target, right? Once we forgot how many we need to send each day, we buy the appropriate number of uh, phone numbers so that way we not burn, we're not burning our numbers. Uh, I know a lot of guys, and this may be for some more of the, some of the more advanced guys, they'll just let their numbers get burned out, right? They'll just say, all right, I'm blow it up, blow it up, the health drops, all right, scrap the number or whatever, and get another one. Uh, I, we get deals like that because people call those numbers back like months later, and you scrapped your number so they don't, they don't get a hold of you. So we get deals like, <clears throat> I don't uh, maybe it was November, yeah, maybe it was December time frame, randomly, uh, somebody just texts back, hey, I'm ready to sell. Obviously, our VAs are on it, and uh, we get the deal done. Yeah, that's uh, so. Typically, what happens is they're reporting these as like uh, you know 
blocked numbers or bad numbers. And as they get reported, they just kind of get flagged and then they won't push the messages through. And so in, in most softwares, you can see, you know, what the, what, how many of the messages that you sent went through. When you start seeing it get really bad into those areas, you're probably moving to another number, it sounds like. So, yep. um, okay, cool. So that's kind of text messaging. Um, don't, don't miss out on the, like for all of this stuff, it starts with the list. It's the same as the direct mail conversation that Justin and I had. It, you, you've got to start with the list. You've got to start with the good append rate of the skip trace service. Um, do, do you want to mention the, the skip trace service? Is there somebody that you use that you really like? Uh, we actually, we experiment with a couple of different ones. Obviously we use lead fusion. So that's somebody that's in our group. Uh, shout out to Rob. And then uh, batch lead stacker has actually been working uh, pr pretty good from a, uh, from a process perspective. Uh, it, it made it very easy for us to say, Hey, VA, here's your training, do this. And it's, it's very syst uh, systemic. So uh, batch lead stacker is another good one as well. Okay. And the other one he mentioned was lead fusion. I think it's with a Z, right? F U Z I O N. Yep. And that's a uh, Rob yep. Badhorn is one of our members inside of seven figure. He just does a great job. So we use him too. And then I know I brought uh, Chris and Heather Logan on the um, podcast uh, before flip hacking live. And that, that's who they've recommended after testing a ton. So batch, uh, what was it called? Batch list stacker. B batch lead stacker. Okay. Um, we're, we've been using it for a couple of months. Uh, again, I guess just to be totally upfront about it, it was more so of a process perspective, right? We're, I'm not even looking at the, the accuracy of the data. And it was more so, hey, uh, you know, our team, we're at very, it's very easy for us to just systemize it, right? It allows us to manage the list and things like that. So it makes it very easy to manage data. That's probably the biggest benefit. The quality of the data or whether the accuracy of the numbers are, are better than some of the other ones, uh, I, I can't vouch one way or the other for that one right now. Uh, we're still testing that. So you, and you, so you don't even look at the numbers anymore. Like the, the, the list that you guys are pulling, your team is doing that now? Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at it. That's why I had trouble telling you what text messages we're sending out. <laughs> and, uh, that's good. Isn't it, nice when, isn't it nice when you get to that point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The other day I was trying to log into the MLS and I was like, man, what the hell is our, sorry, but uh, <laughs> what right. is our number, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the same, same for me. It's funny now, um, Nate and I have a call for uh, like every other Tuesday. So we went from every week to now every other week. And um, I'll ask him something. He'll, he'll go, I don't know. Let me ask Val or let me ask Ashley. And just today I said, I said, Hey, uh, I'm, I, we got a, We just got a deal in Pensacola and I sent these letters out like three years ago and the, the lead source. So when they push a button and say transaction accepted, uh, they push it to uh, transactions and it's a deal. We all get an email. So it's just automation inside of Globoflow, inside Podio, where they get email out to the leadership team. And so I get the emails every time we get a deal. And I looked at this one because it was in a zip code that I like in Pensacola, a really nice area. And it said that from this, this I'm not going to mention what this letter is because it's, <laughs> a, it's a, something that we use inside the group, that, uh, inside the mastermind. And it it's, talks about this letter that, that I sent and it was a whole strategy around it, right? And I sent it, the last time I sent this was three years ago. And this, this particular phone number in this letter. And I went, is it possible that, and someone had passed away and their son uh, owned the house now. And it was the mom uh, selling for the son who had inherited this house from the grandparents, I think. So I said, man, all the things line up. It's possible that this is a three-year-old lead with something that was maybe in a folder that they grabbed and it was, so I tagged everybody in Podio, in, my marketing manager and Nate, and I said, hey, 
you guys got to dig into this and find out if this is really where it's from. And I had a call with him today and I said, Hey, uh, did I was just starting talking about the deal. And he's like, I'm not sure what deal that is. <laughs> I said, wait a second. Like you're running the company. You don't know what deal it is. He's like, he's like, man, I'm not getting in their business. Like they got it running. The shop is running tight. It's awesome. And so now he's taking it down the next level to the marketing manager. And he, he goes, I didn't see that tag in Podio. I haven't been in Podio in a while. So it's really cool to see that because I used to live in there and then I trained him and then he's not living in there anymore and he's working on the high level stuff that, that we're doing. Some of the deals that should net us a million dollars or like the bigger deals that we're doing right now. So really cool to see that and to see you do it. So, okay, let's maybe... Uh, anything that we didn't cover in text messaging, let's. I would like to move. Let's move on to cold calling if you're ready for that. I don't think we t- we covered the basis. I mean, people can reach out. I don't know if you share that information, but uh, I think we covered the basis. I think one quick nugget that maybe you you just mentioned for some of the more advanced guys is uh, developing leaders. Right? Uh, you talked about your CEO, their marketing manager. That is the their their true key. So this is if you're more advanced and okay, you got a team and you're you know you're working to get out of the business and things like that. That is that. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, Bill, that the key to get to truly just exponential growth in your business is hiring people that that are leaders, right? They take ownership, and it's like, hey, I'm I'm going to give this to you, and you're going to run with it, and that's yours, so that you can free your mind and do other things. Oh, that's the number one thing. I mean, I don't I don't talk about that stuff every time I'm on stage and at all the mastermind meetings because I think that you guys should be worried about what the message you send should be. I think you, it's all about developing leaders. It's all about that stuff, you know? And from a high level, that's, that's, that's a business, right? That's not the side hustle that we're talking about. You, you talked about for a couple of years, you're just running and running and running. You're trading time for money. That's all you're doing. And when you stop having time or your time gets maxed out, I mean, there's no money. There's no more money. Like you're squeezing as much out of the time as you can. And you might hit a fi- this $55,000 deal, but the next two months, you're just going to be running and running and running looking for the next one. And you can create a business that's running while you're sleeping, when it's working without you that, you know, you don't necessarily, I, not, there is a limit of what you should and shouldn't know inside your company. So don't just give it to everybody either. Um, you really got to hold people accountable and make sure you're leading and managing them. But that's it. That's the number one thing in business, hands down. And the fact that you're, you're getting there, it's really cool to see because you know, we see each other at the mastermind meetings. I see you in the Facebook group, all that stuff. But I, I, don't, I didn't really know that you were that far removed from the business. So what's even cooler is that we know each other. We spend a lot of time. You're asking questions. I'm answering them inside the Facebook group. Everybody's jumping in. But I, you know, I'm now at this point, even before this podcast, you were like, hey, you asked me a bunch of questions to prepare for this. I was like, what questions? And he said, well, your team must have, it's got your name on it. So it must be from you. I said, it wasn't from me. So I mean, everything. when we can empower other people to feel like they're responsible for something and they can take it and own it, they become way more involved and, and they, be, they take pride in what they're doing a lot more than if you're babying them and micromanaging them all the time. Yep. And they do it a lot better than you would too, right? After oh, all. Yeah. You get the right people, they'll crush you. So, all right, for those that are not ready to hire a team and for those that have a team that are going to give this podcast to their team so they don't have to listen to it, um, let's move on to cold calling. So, what does that, what does that look like? I mean, we have the same f- phone numbers probably or maybe you're there, it doesn't matter if it's a landline or a cell phone at that point. You're just kind of just like dial blasting these people. Yep, exactly. And this is... Even today, I was talking to someone because I, I do try to, you know, uh, in not our Facebook group, but some of the other Facebook groups when guys may be a little bit newer, just reach out. And you got to have a dollar if you're going to be cold calling. Even if even if you're solo, you're just doing it yourself because, man, you just, 
cause yourself so much more pain and suffering as far as having to manually dial these numbers. That automation, you can get them cheap. I don't know how much Mojo is anymore, but you know, 50 bucks and there's some more expensive ones that you can use, but you definitely got to have a dollar, right? You upload a list. It's just making calls, right? Um, I, I just wanted to add that too, since I don't know if I cut you off or not. No, no, not at all. So it starts the dialer. That's, that's like a must do. Is there like a certain number of lines that they should have? I know Mojo has, I think like a one line, two line, three line dialer. It might even have more now. And yep. there's a lot of different options. So um, what do you recommend for that? I, I mean, I would say three is the minimum, but that being said, it all depends on the size of your list, right? If you're, if, if you got a huge list, you're calling a hundred thousand, two hundred, half a million people, then you'll need more. Uh, you'll, you'll need, uh, to be, to be able to sift through that list. And it also depends on how many people you actually have calling. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I, I want to say that if you're, if, if you ramp up your dollar from, let's say you, it goes up to 12, like it, it, as opposed to, and you ramp it up from a, a three to 12, you're going to miss more calls. And if you're doing it all by yourself, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like overkill, right? It's unnecessary. So just, if you got a list of 5,000, I was mentioning before on the commercial side, we have a list of five or 7,500. We don't need to call 12, you know, 12 people at a time every second, just blow through that list, right? We can get much better conversions or uh, connection rates if we just scale it back, maybe three or four and make calls that way, right? So um, I, I'm very big on implementation, right? Imperfect implementation. Don't don't worry about getting it perfect. I've made I've had a ton of success just by I think they say ninety percent is just showing up. Uh, I mean, if just just by taking action, right? So if you're asking yourself the question, oh man, you know Phil or Bill, they said <laughs> Phil or Bill, they said Phil or Bill, you know you guys are you talking about oh, dollars? Should I get Mojo? Should I get this one? Should I get four lines? Should I get seven? At that point, you you may be doing too much. At that point, just just say hey, I'm taking action, and it's it may be imperfect now. Let's say it's it may be fifty percent imperfect, and you you just it's an iteration, right? You just continue, you just continue to okay. Next time I'm going to be, or in a month from now I'm going to improve to this percentage until you get it very well uh, fine tuned. So uh, that's key. But just implement to answer the question. I think three is good, um, depending on the size of your list. But for the most part, I think three to four lines, uh, and also depending on how many callers you have as well. And so that thing is just running through phone numbers, and then. Uh, what happens if two people answer at the same time? A uh, great question. So what we have is um, it's a, uh, a voicemail or a message that if somebody answers, like for example, the the seller, the potential seller, they answer the phone, but our caller answered the other person's line. They just get a message. Uh, actually, it's pretty unique. It goes something like, "Hey, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, I can't hear you. You know what? Sorry, you getting this you know, message. I'm going on with my phone. Uh, you know, I'll give you a call back." And it just hangs up. And that's it. And what will happen is as soon as they get off the phone or another caller becomes available, they'll just call that person back. So. Mm. so it'll show the fact that they left a message there, that person picked up, they couldn't get to it. So um, what I've heard is if you got somebody who's really skilled, they can manage 12 lines at a time. But a lot of times if you're running 12 lines and somebody doesn't know what they're doing, it could be worse than having three at yeah, a time. Because you, you're, you're blowing through leads, definitely want to waste that. Yep. And so, um, okay. So they answer the phone. What is that conversation like? Is it like, what, I don't necessarily think that you have to go through the whole script, but is it like, Hey, are you, Hey, Hey, uh, so-and-so are you ready to sell your house to me? Or are you building rapport? What's, what is it like? So we do train the cold callers to, to build some level of rapport. We have a script for that. Uh, don't ask me to go through the script cause I'll probably, uh, brutalize it. But, uh, but, but, um, what is it? Uh, the high level of, of what we want to get is, hey, 
Mr. Scheller, I'm calling you about this. We don't want to waste our time. Hey, my name is such and such, representing an investment company here in this area. Um, calling about, and we we're actually testing this, but calling about your property over in 123 Street or in this county, you know, have you ever considered selling? At that point, it's just a, a flow chart, right? They're going to say no. Uh, some of our better cold callers have a, 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 a rebuttal to that. Okay, hey, have you, have you, uh, do you have any property? So we ask about a specific property. Have you thought about selling one, two, three street? They say, no. Okay, great. Do you have any other properties you ever thought about selling? Or, Hey, do you know anybody else that has a property you know about selling? So we have a slight rebuttal there. And then it just ends the call. If, if, if the answer is no, if someone says, yes, Hey, I, you know, I thought about selling or more than likely it's a, it's a, well, why are you asking for the right price? That type of approach, right? We're just going at that point. We're just diving deeper to get information. Okay. Well, great. If you, uh, like I said, I'm representing an investment company here in the area. And if you have thought about selling, I'd like to get a little bit more information from you. And the high level, what we're looking to get, we want to know, number one, verify we got the right address. Generally, what's the condition of the property? Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, very detailed, but is it a complete rehab? Is it excellent condition? Is it decent condition? All right, sweet. And then what timeline they would look to sell, you know, or do they need to sell? That, that's actually ideal. But if not, what timeline? Yeah, I'll sell it 90 days from now, maybe. Okay, we, we, we give that lead rating based on that, right? If they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you called. I was actually looking to sell it, blah, blah, blah. The higher rating, we want to call them back. So, uh, and, that's, and that's, that's pretty much how it goes. I mean, it's a lot of different scripts. I think you can get some just by Googling on YouTube or in, uh, maybe finding some that way. But at the end of the day, that's the core information that you're trying to get. Understand, yes, they want to sell, what their motivation behind is, behind selling, and then just some general information to help it eat, to, uh, to make it easier for the acquisitions guys. Uh, right, so that way you don't have to go through it and say, okay, I already know the condition of the property. They can go into it, maybe already start evaluating the deal. Or they can just join the mastermind group and get your script, right? Yeah, I did share. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's shameless plug, obviously. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the key, right? And I, I'm sure a lot of the tips and tricks that you're using right now have come from other people. And obviously, I'm using all the stuff that you guys have set up to, uh, to implement into our business. So, um, it's about shortcutting the learning curve. So, you... Um, Okay, you so just drop and gold bonds, man, and just go right through it. <laughs> well, you know, that's a good. That's it. Very good point. That's I a mean, very good point you just made. You you buy you buy. I'm I'm very big. That's the second thing. If I'm talking about implementation, imperfect implementation, the second thing is buying speed, right? You going back to the Lamborghini example we were talking about earlier, man. You can you can you can sit. Matter of fact, I don't even, I won't even talk about the Lamborghini. Just to drive the point home, you're buying speed is what it is, right? Whether it's a mentorship, it's this mentorship, that mentorship, you're talking to someone else, you're buying a, a tool that you can use for in case of Mojo Dollar, you're buying efficiency, you're buying uh, a better way, right? That's what mentorship is. The best way to know the path ahead is to ask someone coming back, right? Because they, they know they've been there, right? They, they, can, they can guide you. That's, that's, that's what the key is. If, if someone came to me and said, hey, Philip, what do you think is the the number one key to success. And I'm going to tell you, like, we can call it mentorship. You can call it an idol or whomever it is. But the key is to find someone that has done what you want to do and ask them, hey, man, what did you do? Can you show me? And if you really want to be taken serious here, you got all this social media and things out, you want to be serious? Well, that's where the money comes in. Because a lot of times, if you call me or you call Bill and say, hey, can you help me out? You may help a little bit. But yeah, we don't want, you know, I don't want to waste my time, right? Show me that you're serious. And that's what this investment is about, right? Right. And, and I'm not even trying to promote like, hey, man, really join a group or whatnot. It may be another group you want to join. 
I'm I'm okay with that. This is this is this applies um, this applies to pretty much everything that I do, right? This is why books and this is why reading is so important. You got to think somebody wrote a book of about you know maybe they had you know they they have 50 years of experience and they wrote a book about a certain topic and they put all of their thoughts into this book that you can read in in a day or a week, right? That's mentorship, right? So book reading is a big part of the book for sure, man. You, it's it's just buying speed, so. Oh man, my early mentors, my early mentors were authors, obviously. So earliest mentor, my dad, my family, the people that I was around, right? And then as I kept going, it was, what do I need to learn? How do I need to learn it? I mean, just going to school, I was schooling myself. But I, you know, you said something that I've, I've never actually heard this quote before. The best way to know the path ahead is to ask somebody coming back. I love that. For sure. I, for I've sure. never heard that before. That's awesome. And for me, it's, you know, the interesting thing is and you started, you started the podcast in the beginning with, the fact that it was really hard to spend that money. But now it's easy for us to get on here and say that paying for speed, you're buying, you're buying speed, you're buying this, you're, you're, you're getting in the right room with the right people and it, and it works, right? But it's, that's, a, that's a challenge that a lot of people have to overcome. And I totally understand that. Like I, my goal here is to, is to put the members out there to actually share the stories, to share all of this stuff for free. So when you're ready... And this is the path, like we, you know that this is, these are the people that you want to be around. These are the people that you want to follow, right? So it's easy for us to say that now. And it's really a mindset change. I did that mindset presentation at, on the cruise and we shared it here on the podcast. And that's really the game changing thing. A lot of the people were like, oh, it's a scam. There's a lot of people. Like, I, I just had everybody throw up all of the setbacks and mindset problems about paying for coaching and paying for a mastermind group and all these things. And wh- what they realized is the second they came in, all that stuff disappeared. And it was like, it was so easy for them to change their mind, just getting something tangible and coming in. And for, for a lot of us, that, that leap is the hardest part, right? It's that, it's that first step. It's that jump. It's the, it's the scare. I'm scared of the unknown. But when you change your mindset to the fact that it's an investment, like you're investing in yourself, just like we talked about, but so is exactly what we're talking about right now. Marketing, this is an investment. You talked about raising money for marketing and and what that looks like and why you did it because it's an investment in your business in the future. Now, I'm not necessarily like condoning somebody who doesn't have any money or any skills or any, anything, any access to anybody to go out and raise a bunch of other people's money on debt that they're not going to pay back. Now, if you want to go out and JV or, or partner on something or go, do a marketing campaign as a, as a partner, whatever, however you structure it, but go out there, like that is an investment in your business, investment of the future. You're investing in leads and opportunities to go out and make more money and to make a multiple of that. The same thing here. But anyway, okay. We could talk about this stuff all day. I certainly could because man, I I'm telling you like, this is the thing that drives me nuts. Sometimes people are just like, I I get hit up all the time. Just Facebook messages, emails, texts, like all, all kinds of stuff of, Hey, can you, can you, can I pick your brain? And like nothing drives me more crazy now because I'm like, look, I, I'm sorry, but my, my, I got to spend my time with the people who are, who are there, who are implementing it, who are doing it, who like raised their hand and said, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And they put their money where their mouth is, right? And they said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in on this. I'm helping them. I'm full bore and I got to learn how to say no to a lot of things. So same thing with you. you you're, doing, you're helping a lot of people. You're in some free groups, all this stuff. And a lot of times I've had to really just say, whew, man, it's, I got to be I gotta be careful where I spend my time because I got four and a half hours of screen time right now uh, is, uh, is my average. And I'm like, what in the world am I doing for four and a half hours a day? I've got to stop that. So 
how much more effective can we be when we're present and we're all in on what we want to do in our passion and, and our, our future. So you've got this, okay, cold calling. So I know that we're going to get the question, like what, what dialer do you use? Uh, we actually trans- we use smart, uh, smartphone, smartphone dialer. I think it's Swift Podio, SwiftPod.io, right? We, well, that's what we've been using. And we actually just transitioned to ZenCall. Zen call. Okay. So I know that, you know, a lot of our members are using that. How, is there a reason that you didn't use that from the beginning or you were just too hard headed to jump in with everybody else's? Name? <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, change can be difficult, right? So that's why I can appreciate what people may be going through. Um, so we, we already had smart dollar already mm-hmm. had it set up and it just wasn't the highest priority, right? It was like, okay, it's already working for us. Let me just focus on these other higher level activities, making sure those are in line and we'll get to that, right? Prioritize. Um, which prioritizing and delegating becomes uh, something that you got to get really good at. Right. But um, anyway, so yeah, we got to a point where it's like, man, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not only good for cold calling, it's good for our acquisitions guys, and et cetera. So um, yeah, man. So that's, that's why we're doing it now uh, to answer your question. Why we didn't do it before. It was just like, man, I don't really want to go through change. <laughs> I think, well, I think, it, I think it's a great point. You know, there's a lot of times and I hate to say it, but we've held on to the, the wrong staff members for a little bit longer than we knew that we, that we needed them because it, it, like we just had, I always call it the closest alligator to the boat. You've got, we've got a ton of alligators out there, all these problems, right? And we got to take care of the closest one that's about to do the most damage to us, right? So if we got one out there that's just kind of like hanging out, it's like 50 yards out, you know that that could be a problem in the future. But like there's a lot of other major problems. Like you said in the beginning, like we're paid to solve problems. This whole, this whole business is the bigger problems that we can solve, the more money that we can make, right? So um, sometimes it's about, and I love the fact that you're saying like, right now we, we know that it could, like there might be something better out there, but it's that, it's that taking like imperfect action, right? You're just going to continue to let it run. And then eventually you're going to get to the point where it might become a priority or, Hey, could we, could we make more money by, by making a switch? So, okay, cool. The, so we talked about kind of um, making the calls uh, using, you probably use VAs to do these calls or you have cold callers. um, And we've talked about that in the past. So if it's just you, this is a great way to get started. You know, all you got to do is pay for a dialer and some numbers and you can, you can put that time in, you know, 50, the, 50 bucks, hundred percent. Yeah. And so that the cost isn't massive. And I, I was, you, you said something I just want to mention as far as making the calls. I mean, that's when, when I was learning, like, man, I, I still remember my first calls. Like, man, I was sweating and I just, you know, I finally, you know, started making calls. But if you're new, or even more so if you're just doing this by yourself and maybe you're not so new, but you're still doing it by yourself. I, I mean, I kind of cut my teeth in cells just from talking to people, right? Cause it kind of forces you to be, to be, to be better, right? Cause you know, you, whatever you may have paid for that lead, or, you know, you're spending all these time calling these people, you're going to get used to that. And that's going to be a very important key when it comes time to training cold callers. If that's something that you do yourself, training acquisitions, people, your people respect you, right? Because they know, okay, you've been in the trenches. You're not speaking from a book or theory, right? You, you were there, you've gone through this and these are your learnings. They're able to pick up on what you've learned and take it from there. People, you, you get that, you get that respect, right? You, it's pretty difficult to follow someone who leads from the rear. You know what I mean? So I'll just leave it at that, man. Just, uh, if that's where you are, whether you're doing the texting, you're doing the calling, you're running from property to property. 
I was doing this in school, full-time job. I was like, literally it was, it was lo- no sleep. I think I was going maybe like four or five hours of sleep every night. And it, my mind was everywhere. And it, it, it was actually crazy, but uh, without going on too much of a tangent, uh, if that's what you're doing, it's going to be worth it, right? If you persevere and you continue to do what, what uh, if this is something that you want, you want it bad enough, uh, then, um, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and that's, I mean, I was raised on that. You do what you got to do. And that's, that's just, it. it's no option. You know, it's not, it's no quitting. It's, you know, I go on tangents forever, Bill, but, uh, I'll just keep it at that. Man. All right, let's reel it. Let's reel it back in and go into ringless voicemail. So, a- any la- any last like gold bombs on the cold calling side of things? Like anything that you guys are doing, tips and tricks that that will help um, before we move on to ringless voicemail. Uh, put me on spot. Cold calling. Mm. It's not really a gold bomb, but for the people that are doing this individually, uh, I-, I think that you're ready to hire before that you actually think that you're ready to hire. Uh, hmm. you get to a point like, Oh, I got to pay somebody. I got to manage someone. It's not as expensive as you, as you think. And I was telling someone this earlier today. Uh, sometimes it's not about resources. It's about resourcefulness, right? And if you're resourceful enough, um, you'll get the results that you need. Yeah. And I'll tell you, anybody that comes into your company should pay for themselves five times over. And if they don't, then it's not the right fit. Like if they come in and they make you an extra, they come in for $35,000 a year and they make you an extra $35,000. This is the this is the wrong person. So when you're when you're afraid to hire that first person, it, it's a leap. It's another leap, right? It's another mindset shift. It's another change. I remember when Andy told me that I would have to build out a team. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Don't feel comfortable with that. I don't want to hire anybody. No chance. I will never hire somebody. I don't want to be responsible for anybody, and I definitely don't want to be responsible for their family and all their bills and their food and all that stuff. And they got kids, and oh, I can't do it. No. And a week later, I just said, all right, fine. I give in. Um, I do want to. I do want to do twelve flips this year, and I realize that I can't do it myself with my full time job and my family. And then we went to work, and then I got to work on myself, and I got to work on my business, and I had to just change the way that I think. And that's what you guys got to do. You got to realize that when somebody comes in, it frees you up capacity to do more, to be able to then step, you know, get into something else, or be able to do the things that you should be doing in the business, and let those little things go. I have a personal assistant, an executive assistant myself. And she gets paid pretty well and she needs to make me, you know, four or five. I tell her every day, like, you need to be making me five times your salary. Like, how can we make sure that you're doing the things that I shouldn't be doing so I can work on higher level stuff? And when she came in and she joined the team, that was the conversation that I had with her. I said, look, I'm willing to pay that. But every, every week, we're going to be justifying that salary with freeing me up and not having to do these certain tasks. So, um, and your business will explode, by the way, when you bring somebody else in. I mean, it's like, it's amazing to see the fact that you're only working the hot leads because you, you, you're, you're going, well, if I'm going to spend my high paid time on this lead, it's got to be super hot. It's got to be like somebody who's ready to give me their house for 40 cents on the dollar right now, or I'm not going to bother with that lead and following up and doing all the things I need to do. Well, you bring somebody in who's scrappy, who's ready to work and make a ton of money. They're going to talk to every single lead. They're going to go back through the database. They're going to clean it out. I mean, I, uh, when I hired somebody like that, it was just amazing to see. That's why, that's why my business took off. It wasn't because of me. I'm not the reason. I just brought in the right person to jump in and, and help me. So, um, okay, let's move on to Ringless Voicemail before we wrap up. And we're, we're, almost, we're almost out of time here. So, the Ringless Voicemail side, what, uh, is there a – and uh, Ringless Voicemail is just a, uh, a voicemail that's left without the phone ringing, right? Right. Exactly. Right. So someone just all of a sudden, they look at their phone, they say, I got a voicemail. 
and they look and say, oh, what's that? A lot of people listen to them, right? Um, and, and then you, you give your message, right? Very similar, hey, buy properties in your area, figure out to touch base, blah, 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 give me a call back. It's, it's kind of the way that works. Um, I feel like you may have some questions, so I'll just stop there. But I'll, I'll do an overview uh, once we, we go through some of this more specific. Well, I guess, I guess the question is, some people uh, may, might say, hey, I, I don't want to tell them like, why I'm calling, and I just want them to call me back. Some people are saying, hey, I'm buying properties in the area. It sounds like you guys lean towards the, hey, I'm buying properties in the area. And then they uh, decide whether they want to call back or not. Yep. That's actually a really good point. Um, it, it's about, for me, and I could be wrong about this, it's probably something we should split test. But I feel like it's more efficient to actually tell them because if you call someone, you can make it very mysterious. You can get people to call you back. Like if, you, if, if someone told me, say, hey, my only goal here is to get the phones ringing, we can, we, can make, we can make that happen. But you're going to get a lot of, okay, who is this? What's going on? Are you going to buy my house? What? I don't even have a house to sell. Buy. You know what I mean? You're going to waste a lot of time. So we prefer to leave a message like, hey, we're buying properties in this area. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if you ever thought about selling. Um, but if so, you know, give us a call back. We'll take care of you. Uh, some of the things that we're doing with that is uh, like in the actual, so they get, an, they get, they look at their phone and they see a number. I got a voicemail from this number. If they call that number back, it routes to a, a certain VA. I'll call it that, right? It routes to a certain VA. If they actually pick up their phone, they listen to that voicemail, and we say, hey, I'm calling about, you know, you know I'm, I'm buying properties in that area. Uh, have you ever thought about selling? If you have thought about selling, give me a call back at this number. That number, that is a different number, right? Because that's at least somebody that's at least slightly more qualified because they took the time, the 30 seconds to listen to your message and call you back. And maybe they still say no, but we think they have a little bit higher potential of uh, maybe at least being curious, right? Um, so I'm glad you answered that way because I, same thing for direct mail. Like I can make this really angry mail piece that gets a huge <laughs> response rate, but my staff is just taking so much time with it. Like if yeah. same thing with a text message, just a cryptic text text message just to get a response. Like 100%. it's all, it's that kind of, do you want the response rate to go way up or do you want the conversion to go up? Because typically, you know, the workload that it takes, I mean, we do, we do almost 200 deals a year. To do that, I have to have a big staff. With a big staff comes a big payroll. With a big payroll comes a lower net income for the company, right? So if I can do the same volume, the same number of deals with less staff members, less overhead, less expenses, less costs, that equals the business owner making more money. The company's more profitable. The business owner's a little bit happier, not as right, you know, right. <laughs> edgy at dinner and stuff like that. So the, the biggest thing for me is what's the workload like? Is the juice worth the squeeze on this stuff? And really think through that. So obviously you're intentional about it. A lot of people will just kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks and say, oh, my response rate is 30% on this message. Well, great. Again, let's compare apples to apples. Like, what are you really trying to do? If I could, if, if we could just robotically filter out all the unqualified leads, get the qualified leads in, close the deal with like three people, it'd be the most efficient company in the world, right? If we're doing 200 deals a year. So really figuring out what that sweet spot is, I think that's the most important. Um, okay, so the ringless voicemail. So then they call you back. You probably have a similar conversation that you had on the cold calling side of things. Um, what are some tips about kind of ringless voicemail? What are some gotchas, some things that you guys do that works really well? Um, tips, female voices work better. People like women voices. So, uh, definitely that's something we actually, uh, I don't know if I should share this one, right? Because I shared it with the group and I, I want to give them some time to, to be able to implement on it. I guess I'll share it anyway. Right. 
But uh, so <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it, it it is what it is. But uh, what is it? What was that? February we were on the cruise, so they've had a month to implement. Uh, so one of the things that we do, we actually just I, I mean, you go to Fiverr, man, Fiverr and Upwork, um, a phenomenal source to get all type of things done. Just randomly, I don't know what I was on there for, but what we have, you know, we hire professional speak uh, speakers, and they're not, when I say professional speakers, I'm not talking about the guy that's on the commercial or the girl that's on the commercial. You have that, but you have people, professionals, that are, are experts in having real conversations or sounding like a real person on the phone. So we just hired a couple of people there. I think it cost a couple hundred bucks or something like that. Uh, we hired them. You got, you got to turn around quick. We did it for each market that we're in. And uh, it, it sounds it sounds better, than a lot better than me, right? Uh, just talk about um, imperfect when we first started. I was actually leaving the voicemails myself. But um, uh, anyway, I think female voices work better. But we, 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 we still split test that because you know, some people resonate with men more than women. Uh, so we do that. Uh, when calls come back in, it's a couple of different ways you can go about it. Uh, like, for example, w- what we're going to be testing next, I-, I mentioned that when a call comes in, they see that number on their screen. But if they listen to the voicemail and call that number, you can send that one direct to, the, to your phone or to your sales guy because they're more qualified if you want. Typically, what we do, we actually send them all to voicemail. So if, you, if I leave you a voicemail, you're going to call me back and you're going to get a message uh, IVR message that says something like, Hey, yeah, thanks for calling me back. I left me a message about your, you know, a, a property over in this area. Um, if you are interested in selling, go ahead and press one. And then we route that to our acquisitions person. Uh, or if they, if, if, if not press nine, uh, and then, you know, we won't, I won't call you back. Um, so that's a couple of different ways. You can sound more professional, like a company that's doing it, or you can sound very independent, like, hey, man, thanks for calling me back. Not sure what's up with my phone, but, uh, uh, you, you know, I was calling around earlier about some properties. You know, if you're interested in selling, man, I, I, got, I got the phone set up for you to press one, it'll come straight to me. But if not, just go ahead and press nine, man, I won't call you back. You can keep it very personal like that. And people resonate to, with both of those avenues. So uh, and real quick, on the one and nine, uh, this is kind of ninja, but the reason why we have one and nine and not one and two, because you don't want people fat fingering, right? Oh, I meant to press one, I pressed two, and now you lost the lead. Or I meant to press two, and I pressed one, and now you got people calling your cold callers or VAs or acquisition people cussing them out, you know? So. Yeah, I think that's a that's an awesome tip. I'm gonna actually tell Nate that right after we get off this call, <laughs> like because we do that. We use one, two, and three. So um, I love that tip. I think that's great. I've never heard that before. So one, five, uh, and nine. So if you're listening, make sure you write that down. If you're driving, pull over, write it down. Um, and so the okay from there, it's is there a system that you guys use that you would recommend? Have you tried a couple different companies for bringing this voicemail? Does the cold calling company that you use do it too? Uh, yeah, for a ringless voicemails, we actually still use Roar, Roar Genetics for both SMS and uh, RVMs as well. Uh, there's a few other companies out there. I, I, I don't know, um, but we, we've always used Roar. I'm not going to say they're the best, but, you know, they're, they do well. We've been using them for a while. Um, the key thing is that when you're looking at doing RVMs, you really, really, really want to make sure that you are scrubbing your list for people that are on the do not call list uh, and more specifically, people that are on the known litigators list uh, because uh, RVM is kind of a gray area. In this case, we're not set. We're not 
robocalling people to sell them something, right? Uh, and there's you know there's laws in place for that. Yeah, we're we're calling to to potentially buy. You know, we're calling as buyers, right? We're not we're not selling anything. It is again. Uh, there's so again, review that with your attorney, et cetera. Look at the laws in your state. But uh, it's it is uh, kind of a gray area. But the, the the fact is, we're not we're we're not selling people anything. We're not selling any products. We're not soliciting people. We're basically calling, asking a question: of, Do you want to sell your house or not? Yep. I think that's is a great tip. And again, just going back to like our kind of disclaimer before, it's like every state's different. Everything's got different. Every place has got different things going on with RVM texting, cold calling. So make sure you check that stuff out. Like the the integrity of what we do, the the name that we have out in the community, uh, the way that we do business uh, is really important to me and, and everybody inside the group. So I, I know that. And if you're out there and you want to do this with, uh, High, high ethics, high integrity, things like that. Just make sure that you're checking in on that stuff and you're doing the right thing. So, um, okay. Any last saved rounds from texting, cold calling, ring us voicemail, anything that you want to cover before we wrap it up? Uh, I'll say this. So we were talking about, you know, money, right? And I, I do like to help guys that, um, you know, maybe need, you know, not have as much uh, funds to do these things. Here's an efficiency tip. Um, you want to maximize your cheapest, even if you have zero data go off of, like right now, we know what is our cheapest deal come from. And we can start with that. But if you're starting from zero, uh, maximize your cheapest sources first. So, for example, if a SMS message costs you a half of a penny and let's say an RVM message costs you uh, one full penny, well, what you'll do, start with SMS. SMS your list and pay that half a penny. And then look at your results after a week or after a month. And all of those people that did not respond uh, for whatever reason, then you RVM them, right? Because it's a little bit more expensive, right? So, okay, now I'm going to use my expensive marketing on that. And then we're going to RVM them, right? And then if all the people that didn't respond to RVM or SMS, we're going to take it a step higher. We'll start to cold call. So if you're doing all this yourself, so this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about resourcefulness. So maybe you got a little money, but it's still you yourself. Okay, let me SMS my list. And then I'm going to go back and RVM it. And then I'm going to spend my time personally, which is your most valuable uh, asset at this point, to cold call the people that did not answer RVM or SMS. And then you can continue that same thought process for, you know, direct mail, and you know, things like that. So uh, again, that's just pure, that's purely efficiency at this point. So yeah, I love, I love the way that you use all three of these channels in tandem, basically, you know, you set it up such that hey, if I, if I don't get a response from this person this way, then maybe I'll, maybe I'll hit them that way. And it's really it, all marketing, frankly, when you go back to it is how does that person want to be communicated with? Cause everybody wants to communicate a little bit differently. If somebody sent me a Facebook message and is communicating with me there, I'm not going to pick up the phone and call them. You know, I'm going to talk, they want to be, they want to, they, maybe they're, I don't know, in bed late at night and they're really stressing about their house. You know, they're not going to pick up the phone. They want, and I'm not right when they send me a message. I'm like, what's your phone number? I'm going to call you real quick. No, it's like, let's have this conversation. If somebody's texting back and forth, then they want to text. They're texting sure. back and forth for a reason. If somebody picks up the phone, they like to talk on the phone. Hey, look, if you, if you send me a ringless voicemail, I am not going to listen to it. I, <laughs> I think I have like 25 voicemails that are unlistened to right now in my, in my phone. If you want to get a hold of me and you don't get me on the on the phone, I don't answer. It's because I'm doing something like this and my phone's on silent. Well, you've got to you got to figure out how to get to me. It's probably texting me. It's not leaving me a voicemail because sure. 
I'm going to walk out of this uh, call with you and I'm going to go pick up my kids from school and I'll play with them for the rest of the night and put them in bed and relax. I'm not going to go check my voicemails. For sure. So, and, but, so when you guys are thinking about this, think about how you communicate and who you are. Like how many unread text messages do you have in your phone right now? How many unlistened to voicemails do you have? How, how many times do you pick up the phone on a number that you don't answer? So what are the ways that you want to be communicated with? And so that's why I think texting is so valuable right now is because most people don't have unread text messages on their phone, but they might have a dozen unlistened to voicemails and they definitely don't answer on unknown numbers. Uh, So a lot, it just, the different people, the different, think about your avatar, think about who your, your customer is. And I don't know, maybe you're selling something else. Maybe you're, or maybe you're trying to buy something other than houses. Maybe you're doing something different and think about how your people communicate. And then maybe it's kind of, that's where you want to go. That's where you want to spend the time uh, marketing. And I love, the other thing is, pick that one channel and go deep on it. Like don't try to do 20 different things. We've covered that on the the previous episodes, but for marketing, but I really want to hammer that home here on this kind of like bonus edition of this marketing series that we did because I see a lot of times people are like, I did like I, I texted like 2000 people and then I tried to cold call 5,000 people. And then I sent ringless voicemails after that. And you never actually did anything. Like you just said, see the results, look at it and then determine what the next step is. Don't abandon what you're already doing. Like go in on that. I, I was direct mail, direct mail, direct mail. That's all I'd ever did until I brought in pay-per-click. And then I was direct mail, pay-per-click. And then we brought in the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And we just grew one at a time, not let's go do 15 different marketing channels and get zeros and ones in all the columns because you'll never know what's working and what's not working. And they just start shutting things down and starting things up and, and trying to go, go about it. So a lot of gold bombs in that, man. I just want to, I don't know, piggyback on that or just really that, that those last two minutes, what Bill just said, very powerful focus Focus, focus will make you rich. That's exactly where it's at, right? That, the, I forget who told me this, but the analogy that I think of is imagine you're in a very dark room and you got a flashlight. And you got a very, you know, whatever, a flashlight that just, it, it sprays out. You're trying to, it's a, let's say it's a dot on the other wall on the other end. And you got this one small flashlight or candlelight that you're trying to see. And there's no way you're going to see that dot that's on that wall there because you don't have, because that because the, the light is too spread out. It's, it's just light in a small area, but it's not deep enough. However, if you were to take that same amount of energy, that same light, and just truly focus it in so that way you can see, right? The power of that focus, I mean, it's, it's you obviously, in, this, in the case of the analogy, you may have to, you know, obviously find the dot, but focus is where it's at. Do not feel like, okay, Bill is doing all these different things, which I was in that boat at one point, right? I was like, man, Bill's crushing. He's doing this. I want to do all these different things. I'm doing different things. That That is not that is not the, the purpose. I don't think that's what Bill is trying to portray. That's not what I'm trying to portray as well. Find something stick that you know works. Stick to it until, until at least long enough so you can get results that show that it is not working. We're not telling you to beat your head against the wall, but at the same time, uh, focus. Um, again, uh, that's why I'm where I'm at today. So, yeah, I think about I think about a laser when I think about focus. We got light, right? You're talking about light and the yeah. um, and the flashlight. But when you focus light in as as tight as you can, that thing can like cut rocks and diamonds and and everything. So that's really the uh, the the. The, I love the flashlight one too, because I know it, it was those old flashlights, right? That didn't, weren't just like a button press like they have now, but like the flashlights when I was growing up in the Boy Scouts, it was like 
four D batteries and you had to screw the top on. And if you screw, didn't screw the top on very much, it was like really wide ray, right? But really dim light. And then when you screwed it on all the way, it would like focus into a, a, a main exactly. channel. So I love that. I, I say, that, I, you know, I wrote down like the biggest theme of this podcast that I, I wrote down here at the bottom to, to kind of cover before we check off is I wrote down to two words, just go, like yeah. just go. So speed to action, stop trying to be perfect and take action because like perfection is the enemy to progress. So what you have here is if you're not going out there and taking action, if you're like, oh, what's the best cold, like Philip Blake just gave you the dialer that he uses, the, um, the text service that he uses and the ringless voicemail service that he uses. So like you don't really have an excuse to go, I'm going to go split test 15 different ones. I'm going to look at the prices. I'm going to do all that stuff. Just go do pick one of them. Like I remember when I got started, I was like, what's the best phone service? I probably spent a week thinking about the, the best phone service to, to have for my, my company. That wasn't even a company yet. I was sending my first mailer. I just needed a phone number. Like just get a phone number. I, I find when I, when I talk to people now, they'll give me a tip and I'll implement it in like five seconds. And I remember Ryan Smith. So Ryan Smith worked with me for a while. He's been on the podcast. He runs a company called Leadsmith. Um, I was having dinner with him and he, he mentioned this service that sends videos via email. And I was like, man, that's great. I'm having trouble uh, sometimes like herding the cats inside the mastermind group, right? To give me responses and RSVPs to some of our events. Uh, so, I, and I, I'm kidding if all of you mastermind members are listening that you're, you're not cats, but you are difficult to wrangle. I'll tell you that right now. And, uh, and RSVP, it's hard to hold down a uh, you know, entrepreneurs to RSVP for an event before, like the day before. And so, uh, so I, I, he mentioned that and I said, oh man, that would be perfect for this, uh, this event that we have in Turks and Caicos coming up. And so I went home, I checked it out. I was, fortunately I was in Pensacola, I was flying. So I went home, it was like 10 o'clock and I, I found it, bought it and started sending out messages right then. I sent him one. I was like, hey, Ryan, thanks for giving me the service. Uh, this is awesome. I checked it out. Uh, hopefully it works. Here you go. And he, his response was, nobody has ever said that you're slow to implement something. It was probably five minutes after I got back that he got this thing. Because when you tell me something and it's valuable, I'm going to go do it. So the thing is, guys, when you're listening to this and you're listening to the recording or you're listening to any of the podcasts that we do and you hear something where you go, I, I need to do that, go do it. Like go implement it, do it. You don't have to plan for every single thing. Put yourself out there, get it done. If you want to jump into real estate, then do it. Like I, maybe don't like quit your $150,000 a year job uh, right on day one, but just go, man, just go. So I love that. Like, I feel like that's the theme of what you talked about almost this whole podcast, a marketing podcast, but a lot of mindset stuff in here. I mean, I'm big on mindset and I mean, I'm Charlie Munger. I have nothing more to add to that because that's exactly what it is. You have to, you have to implement, right? That's, I just want to say one last thing here. If you're uh, a big part, so Bill just mentioned, he said, hey, man, just do it. If you're listening to it, and like he said, it's something that you want to do, not only is it just a benefit of, it's not just do it, okay, I'm going to do it later today. Start right now, or even as you're listening to this, and start making progress. Maybe you can't do 100% of it, but get that 10%, 15%, 20%, because what that does, it allows you to build momentum. And that's, that's where the power is at. Once you start to take micro uh, changes or micro uh, uh, actions, they build upon one another. If you, but that that same thing is true. If you sit back, right? If you say, okay, that's a good idea. I'm gonna implement that tomorrow. And last I checked, there's no day of the week 
of tomorrow, right? You know what I mean? So if you say I'm gonna do that, that's just more, uh, I don't know what it is, it's like an inert force, right? It's just something that's holding you back. So as you allow that time to build up the next day, it's gonna be like, okay, it's, you know, I'm gonna do it after I eat dinner. I'm gonna do it after I work out. Then I'm gonna do it after this. And next thing you know, and I'm guilty of this as well, it'll be a month and you're like, man, I said I was gonna do that a month ago. So uh, if it's something that, that, that resonated with you in this podcast or any podcast, you like, I need to do, do the very best you can to make action, imperfect action at that very moment, because that will drive you forward. Yep. And uh, by the way, let me send out a quick announcement. It's March. So uh, you probably think it's January 1st, if you're in my world, because I don't think it's very far off January. And we're almost three months into the, into the month. We're almost one quarter in already. So for those of you guys like the, and I love the just do it because uh, I only really said that because of your hat and your jacket. <laughs> uh, and if you're not watching on YouTube, you can see it that uh, Philip Blake's wearing a Nike stuff. So, um, but it, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like it, it's time gets away from you. You know, like time is that. There's a guy that I listen to a lot, a mentor of mine. Um, he says the the days are long and the years are short, and um, he says it all the time. And I absolutely love that quote because he's right. Like the every day, you're like, oh my gosh, this day is just going on and on. And then you look back at the end of the year and say, where where did this year go? Like what happened? What did we do? So um, you know, one thing that we started doing in my family was we put together this. I had Andre, our videographer, put together. Um, our pictures, took pictures from our phone and put together a video that I gave to my family for Christmas this year. And so we could watch the year and see all the things that we had accomplished throughout the year. It was really awesome. So, um, and I stole that from uh, that same guy. So, because um, he said he did it with, I was like, man, this is gold. I, I, at the end of the year, you're just shocked when you go back and say, wow, like we accomplished a lot. It was a really long year, but it just flew by. So just get out there. Like you said, there's no tomorrow. Um, just instead of saying like, I'm going to do it, just like put a when to it, put a time to it. If you can put a time to it, then it's going to become accomplished. So like, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. When are you going to do it? Tuesday. Okay. Done. Um, all right. I had a, I had a great time. Uh, if you look in the back, you see a lot of my mentors on the, um, on the bookshelf too. We got uh, getting the money is right yeah. there. So we just did a podcast with her and then a, an awesome Lakers Jersey, uh, of Kobe. So, uh, yeah, Kobe, definitely a reminder as always. Yeah. And I know that we were talking that's, uh, has been motivation for you for a long time. So, um, really cool. We were talking beforehand about the Jersey and I, I grew up in Thousand Oaks just outside of LA. And I remember watching the Lakers when I was a kid, um, just watching Magic Johnson play. It was just amazing. <laughs> so really awesome stuff. So, um, okay. Well, Hey, uh, I, you got anything else before we go? We've been on, this is a, probably one of the longest podcasts I've done. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I could probably go for another hour talking about this yeah, stuff. Matt, I got a lot of long wind, especially when talking about mindset. I think it's very powerful. I, I really don't have much else to add. I think you've done an excellent job putting it together and then obviously taking responsibility to, to put these messages out there. So I, I, don't, I don't really have uh, much more. Just again, if it's something that resonates, go back, hit rewind on this thing as many times as needed and check out the other podcasts because uh, I mean, you're already in the right spot. I mean, not long ago, I was in this same seat and it helped change my business hundred uh, percent. So, or 360 degrees, I should say. So, or is it 180 degrees? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If it's 360, you're in the same spot you were in before. <laughs> <laughs> Just made a lot of running around backwards. Right. So, um, no man, that, that's all I got. I think you did a phenomenal job. 
Awesome. You too. I, I was really, uh, I, I love this stuff. I got a whole page of notes here that, um, that I'm going to send over to Nate and he's going to be like, stop recording these podcasts on marketing because it just gives me more to do's. So, uh, well, I think we did also did a really good job about talking about the mastermind group and the, the mindset of, of, of like investing in yourself, things like that. So normally at the end of this, I just kind of invite people to, um, to come join us. We have an event coming up in April. Uh, I think we did a lot of uh, conversing on what it's like to be in that room, to be with those people, to spend time together, to do all those things in, inside of this mastermind group. And in Atlanta, April 17th and 18th, we have an event coming up. We'd love to have you. Uh, so just go to the sevenfigurealtitude.com. So it's the number sevenfigurealtitude.com. You can fill out an application and uh, see if it's the right fit for you. Obviously, um, you get access to people like uh, Philip Blake, everybody else that comes on the podcast. I mean, these incredible people that are there. And I know that you guys out there have a skill set. If you're doing volume, you're doing business in our world, wholesaling and flipping, that you've got something that you can add value to this group. That's why I really like love the group that we put together, the culture, the people and the giving nature of it. And like every person that comes in has something unique that they're doing that they can add value. And a lot of times you, you like you heard Jesse on the podcast recently. It was like, I came in this group and I didn't think I had anything to give. And pretty much I'd say a hundred percent of the people on the cruise would disagree with that during his presentation. And all the people that didn't go that are watching the recording are like, wow, this is incredibly valuable stuff. That's going to make me do two, three, four, five more deals this year or more if I just implement what's done. And to Philip's point, the key is implementation. If you're going to come in and you're not going to change anything, you're not going to do anything, you're not going to participate, there's no point. But if you want to take your business to the next level, you want to grow, you want to figure out how to, you know, even just, I mean, I've changed personally a ton, not just professionally, but personally too with this group. And, um, you know, I, if we didn't go over, I'd ask you about the renewal process and all this stuff and why you keep renewing. But I'm pretty sure we shared like all of that on here. So <laughs> if you guys are out there and you want to be a part of it, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have the opportunity to just talk to you about it and see if it's the right fit. And if it's not, we'll tell you it's not. Um, so just go to sevenfigurealtitude.com and put in an application. We'd love to talk with you. So uh, Philip Blake, hey man, thanks so much for spending time with me. I know we went pretty long, uh, longer than planned. So, uh, but you had so much gold to drop on this thing for everybody. So I will, uh, I'll see you soon in, uh, in like, I don't know, like six weeks times flying. So yeah, man, it's moving. It's definitely moving. <laughs> All right. Thanks for sharing with everybody. And I appreciate you dropping that one that you, you weren't sure if you wanted to give it up. So you're right yeah. though. Our members had a month to implement yeah. that. And in Philip Blake time, that's like years. So, yes. um, and me too, like a month is my team doesn't get stuff done in a week. I'm all over them. So, um, all right. It was good talking with you. And uh, for those of you guys out there, um, we'd love to see you at the event. We'd love to see you at any of our events, frankly, but just go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, fill out an application and we'll see you there. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast with Bill Allen. If you want to grow and scale your house flipping or wholesaling business, check out more insider tips and strategies from the nation's most successful real estate investors at sevenfigureflipping.com.